This is the Off the Charts Business Podcast for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Here, you'll learn how to design a scalable business so you can spend more time outside, away from the screen, through actionable ideas, real-world examples, and pep talks from your host, that's me, Natalie Lucier, founder of Access Ally. Join Natalie Lucier, business strategist and digital visionary, as she shows you how to increase the most important metrics in your business. Hey there, this is Natalie Lucier, and you're listening to the Off the Charts Business Podcast. And this is a very special episode, part of our Business and Babies series. And I have my husband, Robin Lee, here with us. Hey, Robin. Hi there. So we're going to be talking about how to plan for the birth and the postpartum period both in terms of business and health and all the things that we did so that if you're expecting or planning to have a baby in the near future, this will hopefully help you plan and get everything in place so that you have a really smooth transition into parenthood. So Robin, do you want to talk a little bit about maybe some of the things that we started doing before we even got pregnant um, that, you know, in terms of diet and nutrition and that kind of thing? I think it's incredibly important that we take good care of ourselves in order to have a strong and healthy baby. And for us, we have moved away from New York where we were not living in the best apartment, I would say. And then also the environment itself is incredibly crowded just being where we are. So we moved here to sunny Texas and we have really improved our, our lifestyle as well as our diet. So we make sure that all of the food sources that we get are as organic as possible. And then also we have gone to the farmer's market and we try to get as much grass-fed meat as well. And the improved diet definitely shows in ourselves, even before we even consider having the baby, we are more energetic as well. So I think that's a very important foundation to build if you are thinking of, uh, well, whether or not you are thinking of having a child. Yeah, and one of the things that I really realized was making space in order to consider having a baby in the business really kind of mentally prepared me and probably also reduced my stress level so that it was easier to get pregnant. I know a lot of women struggle with actually conceiving. So for us, it happened very, very quickly. <laughs> and what ended up happening is we decided that we were not going to have our off the charts live event um, the following year. And that decision was directly related to wanting to have a family and starting that whole process. And we knew that you know, if the timing worked out or whatever, it, it, we just knew it would be too much stress to have a baby and hold a big 200 person event. So that was a big thing. And I think just that mental shift in that space that it created to not be having that event probably reduced my stress level so much that it was much easier to conceive. But also all the nutritional stuff that Robin talked about was also very, very important. Um, just making sure that I was drinking enough water, um, where, you know, I was taking a little bit more supplements, so prenatal stuff, even before I was pregnant, all of the things that you would do while you're pregnant, I started doing before because I wanted to really prepare my body for um, this big event, if you will. So that was really, really important. Absolutely. And then in terms of making space in the business, we have also started planning that because we are not going to be as available once we have the baby, and even during the pregnancy, uh, we will not be able to function at 100% of what we used to. So we start to plan to hire more people so that we can add more capacity in the business, which is something that we have always meant to do, 
but we never got around to it. And this is just a kick in the rear end that we needed to really get things started. Yes, that was definitely the motivation for a lot of our hires leading up to even before pregnancy and then during pregnancy, we kind of accelerated even more with our hiring processes. Uh, and I would say that if you are considering having a baby, you know, really think about your business model too. So for us, we knew that, you know, doing this big live event once a year, um, which also led into a higher end program where I was doing more um, group coaching, but in person and kind of more intense one-on-one -on -one work with people, um, it was not going to be sustainable with, you know, a crying baby in the background kind of thing. So I knew that I wanted to scale some of that back. And the way we were able to do that is by really focusing our on our Ambition Ally products. And so we really focused on building out the software side of the business. So for you, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, right now I have one-on-one -on -one clients or I do a service, how can you either productize that into maybe an information product or a group program or something that can be a little bit more leverage? leveraged and maybe even hiring other people to do the fulfillment work on your services so it's not just you and you can plan for maternity leave um, because I do think that time after the baby comes is really really important. So I would love actually Robin to talk about this whole kind of Chinese postpartum way of thinking about that recovery period. Well in the Chinese tradition the first month after the baby is born is incredibly important not just in terms of the baby but also incredibly important for the mom. The, well, the first month, the mom ideally should be mostly staying in bed and never touching cold water. And there's a few more rules that is a little bit strange in that way. Um, but I think all of it comes down to that the mom needs to be very well taken care of in terms of rest, in terms of new nutrition, and also no mental stress so that it's a very comfortable environment for the mom so that they will be able to recover well and that's the only way that she can take good care of the baby as well. So for us, we definitely try place a heavy emphasis on making sure that Natalie has the best recovery time and she's taking her time off, making sure that she's not getting stressed out about work. And also we have parents come down to help us with some of the housework and with a newborn baby there's an endless stream of things to do. So that was definitely a great help as well. And I definitely think that if you have the ability, definitely plan for that. Let the team know that the mom will not be available during the first month or she will be very, very limited in terms of capacity. And for me, because the business will still be running, so I will be a little bit more available because someone still needs to be able to make decisions from day to day. But also I am working on a reduced schedule because I am spending time with the baby, with Natalie. So also one of the great advantages about having the baby is that you know exactly when this is going to happen plus or minus a month. So <laughs> plan for it. You have eight months to do it. There's no excuse not to plan for this. Yes, definitely. And I would say that, um, you know, if you work with clients, so, you know, we're talking about our team, if you don't have a big team or if you don't have a lot of people that you have um, to communicate with, but you do have clients who might be expecting you to still be checking email or replying to things, um, really be firm with your boundaries because once you start sneaking on and replying to a couple of emails or things like that, then people just expect you to be back fully. And um, I kind of did that a little bit where I was like, oh, let me just check in and see what's going on. And it didn't make a huge difference for us because Robin was able to just kind of say, okay, like no more. <laughs> and she's she's taking the day off now. But, I, you know, if you are just the only person in your 
business and you don't have that kind of um, boundary upholder person, it's really important for you to hold it for yourself because the time goes by very, very quickly and you will probably be sleep deprived and you do want to be able to take those naps and really recover after the baby comes. So that would be one of my big recommendations too. Absolutely. And also one thing to remember is that when you're in that sleep deprived state, you do not make the best decisions. Mm -hmm. Make those decisions ahead of the time. You do not preparing, well, you do not get all the material that you need going into labor and delivery when you are already in labor. You get everything done ahead of the time. Do the same for your business. Set down the rules. Send out all the emails that you need to send to your clients telling them what to expect during this time period and really hold firm on those because you make the right decision when you are in a clear mind. Now that you are not so much in that state during that first month after delivery, follow the rules, follow everything that you have established because those ones make sense. Yes. And I would say, you know, if you are going to be home and you don't have as much support at home, I would say like preparing meals ahead of time, making sure you have lots of water to drink, like all of these kind of very basic things that you've probably read on pregnancy blogs, but they will make a huge, huge difference to your recovery. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about also is kind of how we decided to do our research for doing a home birth. Um, so we ended up having our baby at home and um, that was totally planned and researched and we did a lot of looking into how birth is and like in hospitals versus home births and kind of what what the average rates of C-sections and interventions and stuff like that were. Um, but I actually think that that's also part of planning for your birth is like, what kind of birth do you want to have? Who do you want to have there at the birth? Whether you want family there or not, you want to be more private. Um, you know, all of these things are really important. And, you know, as a business person, if you're listening to this, then um, this probably comes naturally to you doing all this planning, but also knowing that not everything necessarily will go exactly how you want it to go. And just being comfortable with letting your body do what it has to do to, um, you know, birth your baby is huge. We're not here to give any medical advice or anything yes. like that. But one of the things that I find really helpful to learn in the entire process is that do not let yourself be controlled by all of the fear that is injected through books or other people. It was an incredibly smooth process and there's nothing scary about it. From what I can tell, human beings have been doing it ever <laughs> since human beings has been around. So everything will go incredibly smoothly and that's what you should plan for as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good to have contingency plans, but yeah, don't expect it to go wrong kind of thing. Absolutely. I think that's really good advice. And the same goes for, you know, postpartum too. expect your team to be able to handle it, expect your clients to be okay with your maternity leave um, and expect yourself to be able to recover, but then give yourself that space to recover. Because I do feel like, especially in America, we're like, okay, I'm back at it. I am, you know, I'm able to do all these things again and I'm going to like clean everything and do all this stuff. And it's like, no, it's okay to take that time to just bond with your baby, figure out how to breastfeed, how to do all those things that are kind of new to you and uh, recover and, and sleep. So yeah. Listen to your instincts when it comes to this, because it is in our, our genes to be able to do these things correctly. And also because you have built your team or your and or your business, trust that you have done the trust that you have done a good job building those so that you can actually step back a little bit and it will happen correctly. 
Okay, so I do think that this is a good note to end on. So I hope that if you are thinking about having a baby or you're currently expecting, you got a couple of nuggets from this episode and that you've got a couple of things on your to-do list, not so much to do as much to look at and really make space for and carve out that, that ideal journey for yourself and for your new baby. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to head over to ambitionally.com and check out some of our WordPress plugins and uh, some of our tools can actually help you automate and do all kinds of cool stuff so that when you are off on maternity leave, your students and your programs will be able to just go on without you and um, bring you some great recurring revenue. At least that's the plan. <laughs> so go to ambitionally.com to check that out. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Business and Baby series. Thank you so much. Want to keep growing your business on your terms? Then sign up for my free newsletter, The Momentum Memo. You'll get quick, actionable tips to gain momentum in your business every Tuesday. Head over to natalielussier.com forward slash memo to join over 6,000 other entrepreneurs scaling on their terms. Whether you're just getting started or have been running your business for a while, The Momentum Memo has something for you. 